Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fandex, the podcast where you write the rules. I'm your host, Paul. This is Matt. And today we are wrapping up our coverage of the Space Wolves fan supplement I've written in place of the Saga of the Beasts supplement. So when I first heard about this, I thought it was a great opportunity for me to write my own supplement. I wrote it specifically with Matt in mind. And so whenever I was waffling over whether or not something is overpowered or not, I always erred on the side of making it more overpowered because I wanted to ensure that he had all the awesome experience he could have uh, in our campaign. But before we lead into that, we have our Two Truths and a Lies segment. So, Matt, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, why don't I go first? All right. You ready? Yep. So, uh, my truths and lies this time are actually uh, based on ultramarines, uh, of all things. Um, kind of. So, uh, first is, uh, Tyranids are named for the planet Tyran Primus on the eastern fringe, one of the first recorded worlds taken by the Great Devourer. Uh, this eventually led into, uh, obviously, the Great Trianic War, which the Ultramarines are famous for. Uh, the second, Marnius Kalgar originally lost his legs to Hive Fleet Locust uh, in his original incarnation. Um, and the third, Marnius Kalgar's middle name is Julius. I think the lie is in the legs. No, actually, it is that is correct. The origi- originally he had lost his legs to High Fleet Locust. Oh, okay. So where's the lie? The lie is that his middle name is Augustus. Uh, of course, not Julius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, one Roman emperor is the same as the other, right? Uh, I think Julius <laughs> and Augustus would both disagree with that. <laughs> but too yeah. bad we don't have them here to tell us how they really feel. And share their emotions. I'm sure they definitely needed some talk therapy based on their very erratic actions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is honestly pulled straight from the Wikipedia page on strategy. And B.H. Little Hearts. That's all one person's name. His definition of what strategy is put less emphasis on battles and defined strategy as the art of distributing and applying military means to fulfill the ends of policy. So that's fact number one. Fact number two, when Sun Tzu wrote The Art of War, one of the things that made it so novel was his firm emphasis on asymmetrical warfare and deceiving the enemy to gain an advantage. Okay. Third one, in the Cuban Missile Crisis, Nikita Khrushchev moved missiles to Cuba in an attempt to, you know, incite the Cuban Missile Crisis specifically to embarrass J.F. Kennedy because J.F. Kennedy had an election coming up soon. Okay, okay. So, um, in terms of the Cuban Missile Crisis, all I can think of is that song Nikita by Elton John, so I'm going to let that one simmer. Um... The first one, I have no idea. Um, and then the second one, it has been like 15 years since I read The Art of War. 
So what I'm going to do, I'm not entirely sure. I'm just going to guess number three. Yes. Nikita Khrushchev only moved missiles in to Cuba in retaliation for Kennedy moving missiles to Turkey, which is very close to uh, the Russian border. Uh, okay. For those of okay. you who aren't geography nerds. Um and apparently Kennedy moved those missiles in a doped up haze because he was on for his entire presidency and many years before and after, well, I guess not after his presidency, uh, too soon, but um, definitely before, uh, yeah. <laughs> before his presidency and during his presidency entirely, he was on pretty much every upper and downer you could think of due to the massive uh, amount of health problems that he had uh, with uh, various illnesses, including a back injury that was that would plague him throughout his entire adult life, or certainly most of it. Yeah, so there you have it. Very uplifting. Yeah, very uplifting, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so I believe in our last episode we ended with uh, covering the various uh, litanies that Space Wolf, Wolf Priests can recite based on my uh, supplement. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, this supplement was lost. You should have last heard from the previous episode all about the build-your-own-vehicle traits and relics, not necessarily in that order. However, the entire supplement will be available in its entirety, on an upcoming blog, Crossing the Rubicon. Thank you so much for listening. Please pardon this interruption. That sounds correct. But I uh, let's talk a little bit about um, strategies, the stratagems that I wrote. It shouldn't take too long. There's only a few. Because like I said, this is a meant to be a supplement for the 8th edition Space Wolves Codex. Uh, so they already started out with a, a fair few stratagems, but I thought I would add a couple in there just to really um, bring them in line with other uh, Space Marine chapters. So you have Living Legend. This is uh, or this is a, a stratagem where you can pay one CP to have your Warlord, your bespoke Warlord, gain an additional Saga, which is like one of their Warlord traits. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yep, pretty straightforward. Yeah. They didn't have it at the time, but it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, there are a couple. They're extra. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. There's a, I think a couple of codexes have pretty much the same same thing. So it's not too not too crazy. Right. Uh, their extra relic stratagem. I meant again. I said this is going to be a little overpowered, but I wanted to incentivize you to take a lot of relics and not penalize you with command points for doing so. So the way their extra relic stratagem works is you can use it repeatedly. And you can pay one CP for an extra relic. If you pay two CP, you get three extra relics. And if you pay three ex three CP, you get five extra relics. Oof. And you can keep on doing this. So if you wanted, like, six relics, you'd only pay four CP. Now, with the wording on that, is it um, just in general, or is that, like, on a per-model basis? Um, I mean, you can't put more than one relic on a model. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, like, I didn't intend to make it like that. But um, 
certainly for every character you had, you could equip them with a relic. Gotcha. I forgot it was a one per character thing. Right. Speaking of characters, um, you can spend a command point uh, to make a, a single, just one, a Space Wolves Dreadnought, a character. You can't do this multiple times. That I named that stratagem Ageless Wisdom. I don't expect to get any words for the originality of that name. It's not quite ageless, though. It's like 9,999. It's slightly... Right, yeah. He, he joined like three weeks after Bjorn. Right. <laughs> um, I think we already discussed uh, Saga of the Tracker, which is where they give up a warlord trait, or rather a saga in this case. You can't do it to your actual bespoke warlord. And instead they get to deep strike, um, and you also pick a prey model that could be either a character uh monster or vehicle and if your model that has this ability uh kills that character kills that prey model they get an additional attack and wound and that can bring them up to their uh, beyond their starting value in terms of wounds and it's zero cp because there's already kind of uh, a lot of restrictions and caveats because if they don't kill that prey model they're removed as a casualty representing the fact that they're uh, leaving the battle early to set up an ambush someplace else. Very good. All right, so this one uh, is the Emperor's Executioners. So I love the idea of Space Wolves being sort of like the poster boys for being anti-Marine uh, armies. I know the Minotaurs chapter kind of also fights for this title, but I I think that the Space Wolves did it first. Well, to be fair. It's implied that they took out the other... Which which uh, legion did they possibly put down? Um, depending on who you ask, it is uh, either the Lost Legions are theoretically possibly have been killed. Maybe who knows? Mm, mystery, mystery. Now I will I will um, I will put a caveat in here. Uh, the Minotaurs are not the Emperor's executioners. They are the High Lords of Terra's executioners. Which oh, that's true. Often, uh, those two groups, their wills do not quite match up. That's very true. The Islands of Terra are uh, usurpers of the real emperor. I was just going to call them dicks, but that that's also true. Yeah, works too. <laughs> All right, so uh, Emperor's Executioners, uh, you choose an enemy Astartes or Heretic Astartes unit within 12 inches of one of your Space Wolves units. All Space Wolves units in your army may add one to their wound rolls against that unit until the end of the phase. Now, such a power is 3 CP. That's, that. I mean, that's expensive, but that's really, you can you can do a lot with that. Uh, it's, it's really yeah. situational, you but... You can do it in shooting or assault. Oh, so, that's... Or fight phase. That's pretty good. I immediately thought fight, but you can you can put some major hurting on something if you need to kill it, like, right now. Right. Of course, if you do actually do it in both, you'll have spent 6 CP right there. Yeah. It, you said it was Heretic Astartes, and uh, what else? Uh, Heretic Astartes or, or or just regular Astartes. I originally put it as Thunder Warriors as well, because uh, I'd love to write a Thunder Warriors codex at some point, but it turns out that the Space Wolves did not put the Thunder Warriors down. It was the Custodes that put the Thunder Warriors down. Yes, yeah. Now, my immediate thought with this, I don't know why this is... I, oh, I know why my brain goes immediately to this. But there are so many times where I have just gotten absolutely crushed by a buddy of mine who plays a um, brass scorpion all the time. And I think that thing's actually a, uh, a demon. But 
I would love to have that against a brass scorpion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, I've never played against a brass scorpion. I don't know their stats. How many wounds do they have? Do you know? It was seventh. I don't know what their current. I don't know what their current stat line looks like. Wait, you said seven? Seventh edition is, was when I oh, played. Oh, but this yeah. was back in oh seventh edition. Yeah. It had seven wounds in seventh edition. No, it had it had like I think uh, it had whole points. It was a vehicle. Oh right, it was a vehicle. Yeah, it had like four whole points. I think I don't I don't remember exactly. That's quite a bit. Like I believe that that was the same as a land raider. Yeah, yeah. It was either four or six. I don't remember. No kidding. Either way, they they're a pain. Yeah, they're certainly a big model. So I can't imagine they have very they have like. 10 wounds, you know? <laughs> There's no way. No, it's probably like 16 at the minimum. Right. Yikes. Yeah, I wouldn't want to face one of those. Alright, so this next stratagem is a little more utilitarian. It's Reckless Berserkers. You just choose a Space Wolves unit. In the turn, they can consolidate 6 inches. 1 CP. Yeah, that's good. Straightforward. Help, you know... I, I think most people can see the usefulness of that yeah, for a melee-based army. So many units I would love to make fall back. Yes. Well, they can't fall back, but you can stop somebody else from falling back too far. Uh, well, uh, you could you could um, consolidate at the end of your turn if you were just a little bit uh, too far, I'm thinking, instead of uh, like consolidate into another unit. Let me rephrase. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can do that. Yeah, just to tie them up enough to affect their shooting. Right. Or, I'm not sure if you can still do that in ninth edition. The subtle movements of the fight phase have changed a lot, or at least in some ways. So, I think you can, but I think you can still uh, consolidate into a unit you did not charge. I just think you can't pile into a unit you can't charge. Yeah, they can, I mean, they can or still... Or you didn't charge, rather. They can fall back... Um, to they just I, I don't think you can try point them anymore too which is handy for you them you can but they can just use the desperate breakout stratagem which yeah. still is it's still like they have to spend two cp there's a chance they roll a dice for every single one of their models and on a one i think they the model's just dead so it's yeah. very it it's painful in multiple ways but uh if you were banking on wrapping uh an enemy unit to prevent your unit from being shot, it won't work. Yeah. If the unit you're wrapping with is worth it to your opponent to expose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not um, too up to date. All right, so this next one... Oh, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say I'm not too up to date on the uh, intricacies of combat in ninth yet. Yeah, it, look, it I think it's pr uh, pretty well designed, but I don't honestly have that much experience with it yet. Looking forward to getting that yes. experience. Alright, so this next stratagem is a little more flavorful. It's Fenris Yolda, which is my attempt at saying the uh, battle cry of the Space Wolves. And it is... I noticed that there were... In the Codex Adherent Astartes, like Ultramarines, White Scars, uh, they all have a once-per-battle stratagem that's very thematic. And so since I really made the strength of this Space Wolves Codex to be their characters and their characters' aura abilities, I thought that the best way to uh, bring out and highlight that uh, ability was 
for this stratagem to increase the effective range of all the aura abilities for Space Wolves by six inches till the end of your turn. Now it's only once per battle and it is two CP, but that's definitely the best stratagem in the code. Yeah, that's incredibly handy. Yeah, like if you've gotten uh, uh, the Warlord trait um, uh, Saga of Majesty to expand all the auras of people within 12 inches of you, and then you play this on top of it, then you have like 18 inch auras and like your whole army can benefit from whatever characters you have left because presumably you're not doing this turn one. Yeah. yeah. But that would be awesome. Or you could do it sooner and presumably benefit from less aura abilities. So I, I hope, I, I think that that's fairly balanced. You're not going to use it every game, but in some games it will be yeah. uh, incredible for really tipping the scale. All right, so this last stratagem is, last unique stratagem, uh, is split the pack, and it's basically combat or combat squads, but you get to do it mid-game. Um, and you get to pick any Space Wolves unit with 10 or more models, and you divide the unit into exactly two new units with at least five models each. And any abilities that affected the original squad now affect both units. So if you had, like, a Wolf Priest's uh, recitation and it inspires okay. a unit That's before it's split, like both that. units benefit from the saga. And that is zero CP because... Like, you're just splitting units up. It's not that crazy. I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll change it to 1CP. I haven't, it's not like I've published this yet. It is useful. I don't know. Better always to err on the side of keeping things conventional and having there be a cost for a benefit. Yeah, also, too, if you have, like, just a big, uh, like, a couple squads near a backfield objective you just don't want to lose, you can, um, right. you can just keep, you can split them, like, two or three squads, and there's just that many more units that have to be targeted. So that could be, yeah, that could be a little game. Right. And I think especially in, in ninth, sorry, what was that? Oh, uh, I was just saying that could, you could get a little gamey with that. Right. It should at least cost one. CP. Yeah, definitely. All right. Awesome, glad we're doing groundbreaking rules today. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right, and then of course I poured it over from the original, from the main Codex Space Marines that was written at the time. Transhuman Physiology, Gene Rotten Might, Duty Eternal, Hunter Slayer Missile, Skyfire, Vengeance of the Machine Spirit, and Skilled Writers. Oh, very good. And that's it. That's their new stratagems that they would hypothetically gain if you were to use this supplement. I dig it. But, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying I like it good stuff awesome now you said that you had uh written up a couple lists using the settlement i am eager to hear what your uh lists are all right so hold on let me pull these up real quick now i will say that i did not um i wrote these in battle scribes so they don't have all the obviously they don't have all the relevant um all the relevant rules right in there but um Looking right off the bat, I wanted to build something that was fairly troop heavy, uh, because I mean, that's how I play in general. So what I was looking at originally is so uh, two HQs, uh, Rune Priest, Jump Pack, Runic Axe, pretty stock standard, and I obviously have Smite and Living Lightning because that's, they're handy. I like to smite things. Um, after that, I have a Wolf Lord on a Thunder Wolf. Uh, he is. Pretty much as it comes, uh, he has given up his uh, Chainsword for a Frost Axe, which I have replaced with the Black Death. 
I have six squads of ten gray hunters. Wow, that is a lot. All right. That is a lot. Are they equipped with any, like, sort of special uh, weapons or anything? Nope, just chainswords, extra chainswords. Sweet, I love it. Chainswords, bolt pistols, bolters. Uh, after that, I have two units, no, one unit, I'm sorry, of aggressors. I have... Ooh, do they have bolt storm gauntlets or flame storm gauntlets? They have bolt storm gauntlets. Nice. Yeah, that's that's how I have it modeled. Uh, I have a big unit of six Thunderwolf Cavalry uh, to go with the um, uh, the Wolf Lord, obviously. Uh, and then I have ten Skyclaws, which are the jump pack guys. Nothing too fancy about them. Um, now, that leaves me about 300 points to play with. And my initial thought was load up on some chaplains, maybe kill one of the squad of Great Hunters, go down to just 50. Just 50. <laughs> add in, yeah, add in some chaplains. Um, that, that would actually, if I killed 10 Great Hunters, that would bring me up to about 400 points. I could get, like, two Wolf Priests, and then maybe, like, a squad of Long Fangs. The real, I mean, the real thought with this list was just, I wanted a lot of dudes. Um, a lot of dudes, I just want to hold objectives. It's, it's not the best, but, like, I, just, I like playing, like, 60, 70 Marines on the table. And, and with the way that Ninth is, again, I have still yet to play it due to the whole pandemic. But I feel like just putting a bunch of bodies on uh, objectives and then having a couple units to just get into the face of the rest of the army is going to be beneficial. That's one thing I've noticed uh, in a lot of battle reports um, that I've been watching is if you can just load a lot of guys right into the face of the enemy, it can really just stop them up. Yeah, I was uh, list crafting last night, and uh, I was like playing around with lots of dreadnoughts, but then I was like, oh, but now I have nobody to hold objectives. Yeah. Um, definitely thinking of doing, now that uh, Death Company interse intercessors can have uh, chainswords, I am totally doing a 10-man unit of Death Company intercessors in a, a repulsor, for sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm just going to fly that thing up there and be like, yeah, go ahead, shoot me. Yeah, either you don't deal with it and they do what they want, or you try and deal with it and you're doing exactly what they want. Right. Now, with, with this list, um, my initial thought was to use the, uh, the cyclic hunt so that I can... as previously stated kind of sit back just plink off bolters maybe with some of the points add in some special weapons um i mean maybe some missile launchers i don't know i think some i think the, the way i like to build my list i feel like i would just go long things before i sprinkle in too many heavy weapons if i wanted to get real spicy i could add some add some terminator squad leaders because they're they're just fun um, but yeah, just sit back. Ooh, can you make them characters? Um, good question. I don't think so. Because every character you take is a free saga. I don't think so. Wolfguard pack leader, Terminator. I'm looking it up right now. While you're looking that up, have I shared the list that I wrote for this army? No. Okay, well, do you mind if I do that now? Yeah, go for it. All right. Here we go. Let me pull up Battlescribe. No, they don't have the character keyword. 
Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect them to, though. So I made a mission of trying to get every one of every single saga on the table. Oh, yeah. And this is what I came up with. It's a 2,000-point list. It is 2,000 points on the nose. Oh, very good. Um, at least with current points. There is, or I should say there are six HQs, an Iron Priest with a Hellfrost pistol and a Tempest hammer, Logan Grimnar on Stormrider, Bold. Nyal Stormcaller in Runic Terminator armor, Ragnar Blackmane, the Primaris model, of course, mm-hmm. Wolfgar- a Wolfgard battle leader, a Wolf Priest in Terminator armor, and those are my six HQs. Then I have seven units of five-man assault intercessor squads, and I have eight elites. A Great Company Ancient with a Storm Bolter, two Great Company Champions with Combat Shields and Mastercrafted Power Swords, three, count them, Judiciers, Lucas the Trickster, and a Wolfen Character Dreadnought with a Fenrisian Great Axe and a Blizzard Shield, and that's the list. Okay, that's handy. Now, my only... I have no idea how this is possibly 2,000 points. There are... Let's see, seven times five, uh, 35 Primaris bodies in terms of troops. And then there are 13 characters on top of it and a Dreadnought. Yeah. My my only immediate thought is that um, Wolf and Dreadnought, even with the Blizzard Shield, is going to... He's going to turn one. He's going to soak up all the anti-tank. Well, he won't because he's less than nine wounds, so he gets the character keyword. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then you can heal him with the Iron Priest uh, saga on top of it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot they were so few wounds. So yeah, he's actually the deadliest part of the list because you'll never wade through uh, the 35 Primaris Intercessors until he's had a chance to come at you. And whatever sniper fire you can do is not going to be enough to... Uh, take him down, especially not when he's being healed for D3 every turn. Yeah, uh, and you're, you're going to want your snipers firing elsewhere in that list. Yeah. Like, there there are, like, even a Raven Guard player is going to struggle to take out that many characters just because there are so many of them. Yes. And I'm, I'm not saying this is, would be an effective list, even with this supplement. I just think it's playing to what the supplement was made to do. <laughs> yeah, I... My original list was not super effective either, but it is something that I would absolutely have a blast playing. I don't believe you have any Assault Intercessors yet, is that correct? Nor do you have an interest in it. I... I... Okay, so I'm trying to... My my Space Wolves are going to be Firstborn pretty much um, entirely. I do have five Aggressors, I do have five Intercessors, and a... I basically have the um, the Space Wolf half of that box that came out like two years ago. So it's the it's the Redemptor, the the um, Battle Leader, which I converted into a uh, Rune Priest, and then five of the troops, and then five or three aggressors. Right. I was gonna say I don't know where you got five aggressors from. I guess two kids. I, I but, uh... <laughs> No, I just can't count. No worries. They kind of look like five models. <laughs> They're so bulky. <laughs> they Each do. Each arm is like they a guardsman. Do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So 
So I'm, I'm thinking kind of real time about another list. Um, you could do this list with bikes and uh, characters on bikes, and it would be uh, just absolutely merciless. It would. A lot of um, a lot of the Space Wolf characters on bikes are legends now uh, because they don't have right. a model. But you could still do it. Unfortunate. And at least now we'll have the... I'm assuming you can run the new model as a wolf priest on a bike. Very true, very true. Three of those guys would be terrifying. And then Logan Grimnar can keep yes. up in Stormrider. Um, oh, I forgot he was in Stormrider. Now, I will say I have been thoroughly disappointed with Stormrider every time that I Oh, yeah? It. How fast does it go? It's not... I mean, it goes fast. I think it's 12. It's just... For what you lose in him not being a character that can go in transports or hide, it's it's just not amazing. Wait, you can't hide? He's got to be less than nine. No, I think he has. No, I think he has ten. Whoa! Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Ah, uh, the case of the ten wound cutoff point, where less truly is more. Yeah, really. Grimnar Stormrider, twelve wounds actually. Twelve. Twelve. Well, that's a fair number of wounds, though. It's quite a bit. Yeah. I assume he then degrades. I mean, he's toughness six. He does. It, would make, it wouldn't make sense for his weapon skill to degrade until the very last profile. I feel like the only thing that should degrade would be, like, his, uh, like, movement and maybe his toughness characteristic. Uh, the only thing that degrades, it's just his movement that de uh, degrades. Oh, okay, that's nice. So he's still fighting just as hard the entire time. Yes. Yeah, I mean, really, you, you move 10 inches, which is not amazing. And you get, like, a couple extra, basically, Thunderwolf attacks. Right, because you have the doggies attacking. Yeah, it's it's just really underwhelming. For its points, you mean? Yeah. Because I'm sure you could point cost that to a point where it would be an auto-take. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I mean, you mean you're not telling me if it was 80 points that you wouldn't take it every single time? At least every single time you wanted to win? No, well, I mean, I think that's more expensive. 80 points? That's more expensive than he actually is. Really? Yeah. In 9th edition dollars? I think he's like, yeah, he is... Uh, well, in the current codex, I... You're telling me even in 8th edition... I'm looking now. Uh, Ragnar Black... Or not Ragnar, but um, Logan Grimnar, the chapter master of the Space Wolves, was even on foot less than eighty points. Oh no, no, I was saying more than eighty points. Oh, okay, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, so he's he he's one seventy base, and then it's a twenty point upgrade to get the uh, Stormrider. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's like the point isn't bad. Again, he just you lose a lot of ability to transport him. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 inches is great, but Deep Strike's even better. Or right. a Land Raider. Because or... he, he's normally in Terminator armor. Yes. Awesome. Do Space Wolves use Iron iron Halos? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or do they have like a Wolf Halo? So Iron Halos are a thing, and a lot of characters have them. But um, all of the... Um, all of the... Basically the um, Captain Chapter Masters have a... Uh, a belt of rust, which is basically a four up in honorable save. Love it. Just gotta be mavericks, don't they, those space wolves? <laughs> they they really do. 
They really do. Like, it seems to be working out for them. Okay, like I said, real time. Yeah, yeah. Real time, I just slapped together a, a little bit better version of the list I was thinking of. All right, let, let's hear it, and then we'll close out the show. I have a um, chronic problem of assuming, not assuming, of thinking I am more ready than I actually am. Oh, I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> The reason why I have no idea what that's like, because I'm always unprepared and I know it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I also am great with the with the mobile battle scribe where I try to clone a unit and accidentally just delete it instead. Oh, you haven't used battle scribe enough if you haven't done that. Oh, I do it every time. All right. So if I were to be playing a 2000 point list right now. Um, with this kind of rule set, here is what I would probably bring. Uh, again, this is not a super effective list. Like you're not going to see this at the top table of anywhere, but here's what I got. So I have, uh, in the HQ slots. Okay. Sorry. In the HQ slots, I have, um, rune priest again, jump pack, living lightning smite because I'm predictable. I have a wolf guard battle leader with a pair of lightning or a wolf claws. Pardon me. Uh, I have a Wolf Lord. He is kitted out with uh, uh, the Frost Axe that I have replaced, obviously, with uh, the Black Death because I love that. Uh, the Wolf Guard Battle Leader I uh, previously mentioned has the Wolfenstone, which is a uh, it's basically a three inch extra attack bubble. Ooh, that's mean! I love it. I have a Wolf Priest. He is my um, he is my Warlord. Really, I would have to sit down and look at the uh, recitations again to decide which one to take. There's a, there's a lot of options. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five troops. Uh, this time I have three squads of 10 Grey Hunters. And then uh, two squads of 15 Blood So that is 60 Marines. Uh, and with them, I have a Great Company Ancient, two Great Company Champions. In the Fast Attack, I have... Two squads of 10 Finrising Wolves, and I have one big uh, nine-man squad of Skyclaw. Um, in the heavy support, I have two squads of Longfangs, uh, one with heavy bolters, one with um, uh, plasma cannon. Uh, and again, this this list, it's a lot of bodies. You're looking at you're looking at close to 100 Marines on the table. Yeah, that's nasty. And with this one too, you could sick hunt. And just kind of hang out and let them do their thing. But I see, especially with the blood claws, I see you really just like jamming yourself up into the middle of the table and just getting in the face as fast as you can for being obviously foot sogging Marines. But um, yeah, you just you just take a blob of 100 dudes and spread it out and have some fun with that. Um, it, it sounds underwhelming, but you would be surprised what that many bolters will do over time. Uh, the plasma cannon long things will kill whatever they point at. Um, heavy bolters now, especially with that damage too, are going to be pretty chunky. I'm, I'm pretty excited for those. Oh, they're going to be sick. They're like basically disintegrator cannons. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've seen me use those. You've seen me use them already to pretty solid effect. Now, again, the big thing here is figuring out what, um, what uh, warlord traits I would use on each of the characters. I do, I do think I would go with the uh, the execution um, doctrine on this one, just to yeah, I totally see that get up in there between the stealth and the advance and charge. You definitely want like you have a lot of 
competent melee elements here, and not quite enough shooting for the cyclic hunt to make sense against most of the things I'm I would things I would bring at you. Um, I don't have enough marine. Yeah, I don't have enough marines painted up yet to to play a two thousand point game, but I am working on a ninth edition <laughs> fan rulebook for Drukari because I don't expect they'll be getting one anytime soon. And their their points costs are wacky. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to say, okay, let's assume that they're actually worth that. What would what would they have to? How would they have to improve in order for that points cost to be merited? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, however, I do have something uh, that's ready for next week. I have my revisions to Aspect Warriors and to Craftworld Eldar in general. And we are going to auction off their points. And uh, <laughs> so next week, folks, we will be doing uh, revisions to Eldari Aspect Warriors and auctioning off their points to figure out what would these, what would be fair. All right. Sounds like a plan. Don't forget to check out Tabletop Campaign Repository. It is an awesome website where you can find so many amazing uh, fan-made rules for terrain, campaigns, uh, codexes for not just Warhammer, but for Age of Sigmar and a bunch of other game systems as well. Um, and it's completely free to access. The creator of that website is just trying to make the 40k community a better place. All right. Thanks so much for joining me, Matt. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening. We really appreciate and hope you love the show. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you.